It is exactly nine minutes after 9 a.m. Good morning, South Africa. My name is Oliver Dixon, standing in for Kathy Mutlatana this morning. Coming to you live from uh, the warm and very sunny Western Cape, right here in Cape Town Century City, broadcasting from the South African Green Hydrogen Summit. Uh, it's the first of its kind taking place in the country, directed and led straight out of the office of the President. And to begin the broadcast today, I'm joined by the Minister in the Presidency, uh, Minister Montli Gungubele. Minister, good morning. Thank you so much. What are we doing here? Good morning, Oliver, and good morning to your listenership. Uh, listen, we are here to display South Africa as a destination uh, for green hydrogen investment because taking into account that the world now is confronted with the climate uh, change then the issue of decarbonization resilient transition protecting vulnerable communities and vulnerable workers those tasks are actually were seized with them what is a key thing is that our country should actually remain economically active. To do so, it, it is going to go a long way how we keep our relationships with the other countries of the world. For instance, as I'm speaking to you, Europe has given uh, a number of countries that are exporting cars until a particular period that they must stop emi- uh, producing cars that are emitting carbon. Mm-hmm. South Africa has employed no less than 100,000 people in the auto industry and a number of other relevant industries. We are here now just displaying our historic natural endowments of the sun and the wind and demonstrating how we are organized in producing green hydrogen, which is the energy of the future. (coughs) Those who would have analyzed our situation would have told you, if we put our ducks in a row and we do our work properly, we would be the Saudi Arabia on the fruit of the future. And as far as green hydrogen energy is concerned, in 2050, we are advised that no less than 20% of the energy in the world will come from green hydrogen. Solar we have, wind we have, um, but green hydrogen is a tricky one for me because you need water. We don't have much of that. We've got water. You see, uh, the, the key thing is that uh, we, we've got water. We, we just have water. <laughs> Uh, Where? Because <laughs> no, we, we do we, have we, water. We're talking about day zeros and water crises no, no, every we, other we've week. Got water. If you look at our plans in as far as water is concerned, but mainly electrolysis doesn't mean need a lot of water. Electrolysis is a what to call is a chemical what to call reaction. Yeah, that actually separate a, a hydrogen from what to call from oxygen. the from oxygen. Key thing we need water for is how do we transport that hydrogen to other countries once it has been produced, into, converted into ammonia. That's the relevance of water. We need rail to, 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 to ensure that yeah. the, there is an interaction between, for instance, Bukhubai, which is an immediate project that is taking off in South Africa. It's about rail, it's about SEZ. SEZ, that is where, that is where infrastructure that will be converting sun and the wind, sure. in, uh, in, uh, that will be power. Uh, the, the, the electrolysis that is going to convert H2O into HNO yeah. and H giving us green ethical hydrogen. The storage is expensive. What do you mean by the storage it? of hydrogen is expensive? The point is a lot of costs that have been articulated about green hydrogen now have been calculated and trends demonstrate that at a particular stage those costs are going to down very significantly. How long, how, when should we start seeing a return on this investment? I ask that because solar is actually cheap. Wind is actually cheap. Hydrogen, not so much. We, we're saying at this point in time, 
we accept the cost. Are it's we early stage investors? Yes. Uh, who are the investment partners playing around you? I know there's, a, there's an $8.4 billion uh, energy fund on the line that we're trying to get some money from. Uh, there's conversations happening with other bilateral partners around the world. The president just, comes back, just came back from the UK where conversations about energy was key. COP2017 was entirely about green energy uh, and climate change. Um, we are positioning ourselves as a country, as a key player globally in that space. Where's the money coming from? Whose money are we, are we going to rely there, on? There are various sources, but the key principle is that we mainly want to access the grant funding. For instance, the challenge the president raised about the 8.5 billion is that at this point in time, only 3% of it is grant. Uh, we still have to make sure that we improve concessions so that we're able to cope with the, with the we're able to service uh, those, what you call those loans. But the campaign now is to access green funding. On the green hydrogen, we're working with KFW from Chairman. They, they, they totally, as they are assisting us to take off this project from the ground. Do we have the technological green. capacity for that? I mean, you need precious metals. In, in fact, uh, uh, we, we, you know, we have the world's largest platinum reserves as far as that's concerned. But all of that is beneficiated outside and processed outside of the country, not locally done. So do we have the technological capacity for this undertaking? Very, very interesting. Uh, in South Africa... What we are going to learn on the, on the green hydrogen energy is not a technology. It's just a conversion. What do I mean by this? As we speak now, Sasol, a South African company, is supplying green, uh, gray, gray what you call hydrogen all over the world. What, what, what therefore we are, would need is not the technology. is to convert from gray to green. What do we mean by this? Currently, the gray hydrogen that is being produced by Sasol is powered by carbon emitting what you call strength. Now, what we, when we say green, it means it must be powered by sun and wind. Yeah. But the technology is already ours. We've been, here, we've been having it for years. Right. Let me, just a final question before I let you go. And this is the awkward political question. There doesn't seem to be a consensus in, uh, in the country, particularly also in, in cabinet, uh, when you listen to the comments of the Minister of Minerals and Energy, around what our country's future as far as a green energy country, as a renewable energy country should look like. Minister Mandasha says that we're not industrial in, enough to rely on, 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 on you know, hydrogen energy, solar energy and wind energy, that we still need carbon as a base load. Um, and we say, and the president say, well, we're leaving that behind. We're going for this $8.5 billion uh, fund that is available and every other fund that comes thereafter. It seems that there's a political deviation. Um, how, do we, how do we sit at the summit and not worry about that? If you know that we've got something called IRP, Integrated Resource What to Call Plan, yeah. which is geared to respond to energy demands, but in the context of a decarbonizing South Africa, you can ask Mandaj, Minister Mandasha today. Minister Mandasha, every time he makes presentation, he will tell you that we are decarbonizing. This debate that you are speaking about is about what, at what scale, in what technology. It's not about opposition to decarbonization. So to me, that's the big issue that there's consensus in South Africa about decarbonization. The debate is at what scale through which technology. Yeah. If I see Minister Mantashe, I've seen several other ministers. If I see him, I'll, I'll grab him for a quick chat about that. You can and, ask and him. I hope, and I'll tell him that's what you said. And yes, I hope that he, he is not against decarbonization. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Minister Kungubile, thank you so much for your time. Really, really Thanks, appreciate Oliver. it.